know what it is? It's those teeth. Those aren't his teeth. Those aren't okay. You can tell me this man stole someone's teeth, and we supposed to not find him creepy? He jumped into a pool, but it wasn't as deep as he thought it was. Oh no! So, so did he beat up the guy who owned the pool, took his well, teeth, no, and implanted those teeth in his <laughs> teeth? Yeah. There they go, the clown and the two thugs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down. I am Pat B. On the line today, we have Baddest B in the house, Shayna Shay. What's up? We have the one and only Executioner. Ho, ho, ho. We have Abby Abstergo. Uh, why am I last today? I feel... Dang. You know, you, you, you're right. From now on, Absinthe <laughs> will be first and foremost all day, every day. Why? Because they are just that excited. They are chopping up the bit to get you the news and the reviews, that newest and the hotness, the freshness that we have lined up for you. Stuff like Fat Man. We are talking about Mel Gibson playing none other than Chris Kringle. And he is in what possibly is the grittiest interpretation I've seen in a very long time. We're going to talk about that in just a few. And then we are also talking about Raji, an ancient epic. Now, this is a game that came out on Xbox recently, and it's also available for other platforms. It's taking an interesting take on platforming, and, well, it goes places. We'll talk about that in depth. We are also talking about the LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special. Life Day is upon us once again, my friends, and we are bringing you... <laughs> we are bringing you solid impressions. And we're also talking about Hidden Society, the new indie comic that is a period piece, and, dude, it's... Uh, different approach to uh to magic stories to uh demonic tales and characters to spiritual yeah we've got thoughts all right but for right now yo i am anxious to get into it and i know abby is Ab abby just couldn't wait yeah and I, can't, I can't be last i gotta get in yeah <laughs> so, i respect that though i respect that yeah no enthusiasm is good all right so now we're gonna talk about fat man this is a black comedy action thriller. It's um, it's written and directed by Isham and Ian Nelms, starring none other than Mel Gibson himself. Also, Walton Goggins, that friendly face, and uh, Marianne Jean-Baptiste. Now, uh, the premise here is to save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus. Uh, he's forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. Um, so now, like all types of stuff's going on, and make matters worse, uh, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin played by none other than Walton Goggins. What the hell is Walton Goggins doing all up Santa's crack? Well, he's been hired by a little 12-year-old snot-nosed rich entitled punk to take out Santa. So yes, an assassin is trying to take out Santa Claus. You believe this mess? All right, so we got to check this out. Let's talk about it. I'm going to kick it over to the executioner. Give us his impression. This might be the greatest Christmas movie I was <laughs> not expecting, but expected. Like, this might be better than Die Hard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't think you guys understand the level of gritty and realism and detail. Like, just that, oh my gosh. Like, I was not expecting it. The fact that they took the whole Santa Mento, like the mythos, and turned it into running in a business and the fact that you know being all good and kindness and cheery you know that that don't pay the bills man like even santa was talking about it at first like he was like you know what i feel like i may have made a career mistake you know what i'm saying then you got ruth over here saying like baby you know we gotta say yo it, it was hard for chris i'm like yo chris i i understand your your your, your whole mindset. I would have took that deal with the U.S. government as well. And even when the government came in, bro, they were like, 
we're, we're just going to make some small modifications to the security. Yo, they like basically took over and turned that into the uh, another base. And then, like, just learning about the elves, you see how they were trying to push themselves on. Like, don't you guys want to, like, eat some meat? And it's like, no, we, we know what we're doing, you know. We eat the candy that gives us our, you know, like, it allows us to give us our energy. Yo, make, when they, you know, perform when our they, tests and everything. When they just, broke down the elf's diet, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, how are y'all not, uh, like, just, just rolling through this factory every day? Exactly. And they're that's about, because they're not human, they're elves. Exactly. And that part. Like when Seven told that, you know, when Seven said, look, this is how we perform. We outlast humans. Yo, he was speechless. He was like, huh? I'm like, yo, good yeah, for you, but not a vegetable to be, not a vegetable to be seen in sight. Maybe just have longer lifespans. And if that's the case, yo, if they introduce a salad every now and then, how much longer could they live? What if what is salad? What if salad is like their alcohol? What if salad is like their dessert? They're gonna get high off some cucumbers, man. That's what's going on. That's what I'm saying, though. I got that new great tomato dog. But that's where this movie could go. That's what I'm saying. There's gonna be like an underground market of vegetables in the elf industry. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That sweet potato. I got that sweet I got the underground stir fry parties. I got I got got Yo, right, so, just hold, because... on, hold on, Abby, Abby, break down, break down, break down, break down who, who Billy is, because I, I don't know. So Billy, Billy, yes. Billy is sort of the main antagonist of, not the main, well, yeah, he's one of the no, antagonists yes. of the um, of the movie. He's this 12-year-old kid that's a bit crazy. He's a super rich and sort of high IQ uh child who thinks that I don't he, even think he has a high IQ. Well like the thing I think he's high Martin, IQ, low high training. privileged to good education. Like, yeah, like he he had like he has like math skills and all of that, but he doesn't have skills. He doesn't have people skills. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't have people have, skills. Math formation like less than skills. That's what he does. Yeah. Not have to invest in that. He's like he's like he thinks he's above like society, and he just sort of thinks he's above everyone else. Which um, and that sort of mentality sort of like brings him to the conclusion that when he gets coal in his um. <laughs> he's like, I want to kill Santa. He's like, I got a mission like, for you. Like, how dare yeah. you? Like, Even how dare though, you give me coal? I've been the nicest person. Even though, time and time again throughout the film, uh, he, uh, Billy has shown himself to be quite a uh, nasty kid. And literally like, the day before Christmas, he's torturing one of his classmates. Yo, that's oh, spoilers. Okay, yeah, he was definitely doing that. Yeah, that's not, that's, not, that's 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 more of a of a of a um, of a uh, defining the character, I think, than a, than a spoiler. We can let that one slide. But you're right. The day before, it's not just like I'm upset at my classmates, so I pulled their hair or tied shoelaces together, you know, bullied them, pushed them in a the locker. This is just, yo, I'm gonna make sure you never, ever, ever, 
ever do some stuff like that again. I'm like, yeah, well, for second place. Yeah, yeah. Like Nothing. Place. He did like, that what? because he got second place. Do you not understand? Yo, I, I understand. This little kid is a he's a concentrated ball of rich white privilege. That's what he is. Yeah, he's okay. Crazy is what he is. He's not just white privilege. He has like he has affluent privilege. Like he's mm. the kind of rich that most of us will never see. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I want to. That's what's going to do to you, yo. He I wouldn't mind saying that, but I don't know if I want to be that. So that's the thing. I want it, but I don't want to be that. You know what? There's literally a happiness index when it comes to money. Past a certain amount of income, money actually makes you less happy. Mm. Well, see that. I need to hit that. I need to hit yeah, that. Yeah, I need to hit like right that income. And that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who, anyone who's read is anyone? around seventy thousand dollars a year. That's like somewhere between seventy seventy five thousand dollars a year. That is the. I don't know. I've, I've perfect that. income that you're not stressed about money, but you don't have like the problems that come with being super active. Ah, okay. Well, see, the, the way around that, unfortunately, is while that's very accurate, uh, you can start a podcast network and it will wash all that away. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I really, I, I got a very interesting impression from this because I was watching it thinking it would be like, yo, this is a hardcore take on Christmas action movies. You know, it's going to be, you know, Santa and elves, maybe they're going to do some skiing and, you know, some shooting. And it's going to be more of like an action, lighthearted romp. And instead, yo, this is like something the the Cohen brothers would make. Okay. Oh it's, yes. It's dark. yes. It takes itself way seriously, and I did not. I was not ready for that. I feel like it kind of has to. If it didn't take itself seriously, then it would just be a goofy comedy opposed to. I wanted a goofy comedy though. No, I was like, Santa Claus. I want. I want to see. Uh, I want to see Santa Claus. If he's supposed to be like an action guy, I want to see him doing stuff like using nunchucks made of candy well, canes. You know, watching one of those ridiculous like <laughs> what, what's horror Christmas movies where Santa goes around shooting everybody with a sawed-off shotgun. Like those. Right. Exist. Watch oh, Tim Allen movies. They do no, that no, all the time, man. But that's not what this movie is. Yo, this, this, movie is this, like, this movie is better than this that. This movie is, I don't want to kill Santa because he was mean to me because I was mean to other people. It's like... like, <laughs> like but, but in that <laughs> kid's mind, he did no wrong. He did wrong. No, no, you get what I'm saying? So you got to understand, who is this fat man? Who is this fat man to say he is right? I mean, who, no, I'm not I'm not right. He's wrong. But who is this fat man to say he is wrong for the way he is living? If he is like, I'm not saying I'm not all. saying that Santa is in like like is right in his own right, I guess. But like I'm saying that Santa as sort of like a person, I guess, is definitely less bad of a person than Billy is throughout the film. Okay. And I, I think the funny thing is, is that the whole Santa legend comes with essentially a contract. Like, so you're a child, good behavior gets presents, bad behavior gets reprisal. But so, what is a good behavior and what is a bad behavior? Okay, well, not threatening to kill your classmates, not hiring yeah. assassins. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could, that could still be a gray area. Maybe, no. it, like, if he didn't tell you know, Skinny Man to kill Santa, you know, what if that. he had told Santa just to be like, hey, man, we need to have a little talk. I think you're giving me a little bit too much of them coals. Maybe we should calm that down. I'm trying see, to be nice next time. You know, well, I might have to well, put, the, you put the bullets in the eye. He's, he's you see so the title that yeah. he thinks he's, he's just, old. 
All right, no how about at, at, yeah, at, the, at, the, at the very least, how about being nice to your being nice to your to your, to your, to your wait staff? At, oh, at the very least, but they're, but they're beneath yeah. him because they serve him. And, and, that's, why, and that's why you get and cold. You like, at first, I was like, "Oh, why is Billy such an awful person?" Because you see his his grandma and how sweet she is. And then there's a scene later, and I go, oh. "Yeah, his grandma's not <laughs> yeah, the grandma. best." I like I like the turn on grandma. It's like you think she's like you think she's Betty Crocker. You think she's this this old lady in a wheelchair and that attitude loves comes. her grand loves her grandson. And then you see grandma. It's like I want the question. I want. <laughs> no one does this me. I'm like, whoa, whoa, easy, Nana. Nana, Nana, rate it in. Yo, okay, let's talk about Walton Goggins real quick. Walton Goggins, this man oh, has never played any kind of friendly, smiling. No, movie. how about yes. he has a TV show right now where he plays like the ideal guy? Hey, man, uh, I haven't seen this show. I find it hard to believe Zimitar. it. It just got renewed for a second season. Um, He plays a widower who, um, his wife had recently passed away and he's like just gotten past that initial mourning period and going back out to start trying to date and realizing that women find him really attractive because you know he's a, he has a decent job he's a really good father you know he's sensitive and he, you know good communication they're like yo you're like a unicorn every woman's looking for a dude like you especially in our age group and so that's like the whole premise of the show is like a whole bunch of horny suburban women just like throwing themselves at him <laughs> and him dealing with his grief like that. That's like, that's like the that's like that's like uh, the reverse of every uh, uh Hallmark and Lifetime movie uh ever. Um, yeah, you and, and I, I find you're it following the woman and she finds that man. Yeah, but this show is about that man. All right, so let me ask you then, as somebody who's watched that show, and Walton Goggins, who's in this movie playing the creepiest SOB ever, the, 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 is he believable as this yeah, like, little yeah. unicorn figure? Because the man, the, the man is like, if you look up evil in the in the encyclopedia, the sketch of his face. Yeah, I don't know, man. What about Thanos? You know what it is? It's those teeth. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the teeth along with like the hair, like. If his hair is like gelled back with the teeth, that's when it's sort of creepy. His teeth weren't like that. Plus, if he had a like like more hair on the head, he'd look more like Timothy Oliphant. Well, and well, nobody can think a thing about it. The teeth is actually a really funny story because those aren't his teeth. Those aren't okay. You tell me this man stole someone's teeth and we're supposed to not find him creepy? Accidents in a row that knocked out the entire front top row of his teeth. Like the I don't know what happened the first time. Um he was in an accident and it knocked all his teeth and the doctors just kind of shoved them back in. And then like sometime later he would he jumped into a pool, but it wasn't as deep as he thought it was. Oh, and no. hit his mouth at oh. the bottom of the pool and knock them out again and then after that that's how he got the teeth he has now so according to the internet that is in fact a true story the um his original <laughs> teeth were jammed back in and then he went into the pool that was too shallow and thus he no longer has his original teeth 
So, so did he beat up the guy who owned the pool, took his <laughs> well, teeth, no, and then really planted those teeth in his <laughs> teeth? Those <laughs> teeth pots are fake. They're just too big and too white. And so they mm. he looks kind of like the evil Inspector Gadget sometimes. Yeah. He reminds me of that dude Ellis from, uh, from, uh, from Die Hard, where it's like all, all you just see him like, hey, John Boy. It's like, yo, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta rein those things in, man. They look like they're about to snatch up children. Yeah, it's, it's and he's perfect in this movie because he is just this very calm, quiet, imposing, and dangerous figure. And the fact that this dude has some kind of vendetta against Santa Claus of all people—that's right in line with this creepy image he's going I, for, though. I love how they follow him on his like cross-country trek to find. Oh yes, yeah. I did like a lot of. Came from his little road trip and, and with like the hamster on his dashboard. Yeah, like why did he have? A I hamster? love that pet sore scene. I love the pet sore scene when yeah, he goes in and he's like horse. basically telling that lady exactly what he wants, and then she's like, "Hmm, I don't know. You don't look like a hamster person. You look like, you look a, like a lizard person. No, a snake guy." And I was like. Like, this is not going to go well. Yo, but the best response was like, yo, you remind me of my mom. And then she's like, really? How so? Like, because she doesn't know when to shut the beep up. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, because she's not listening. And I'm like, that is, I I don't like this guy. We're not supposed to like him. But in that moment, right there, I was like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to pause this movie, high five you real quick. And now I'm going to kill him. Because um, I hate when people get that pushy. You'd be like, bruh, I already told you. I know what I want. I don't need more than what I want. Come the beat down. When, um, God, what was that movie he was in? Uh, American Ultra. When he was in that, he was also really sympathetic. Like, essentially hired gun. Like, you... He was crazy as all hell, but you felt sorry for him at moments. And you're like, aw. You, you were what the other guy could have been if, you know, nobody loved him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it comes down to a hug. All right, so, I, so I, I, I thought it was I thought it was extremely bold giving Mel Gibson, of all people, a black wife as Mrs. Claus. Yeah, which, you know, I ain't want to say none. I mm, love her, by the way. Right. Like, I'm always happy when I see her. Yeah, Marie, I'm about to tease. Yeah, uh, uh, she's, she always gives a good performance, and she I thought she was great in this. I thought, uh, surprisingly, I thought everyone was really good in this. I'm um, also the minor characters. I thought they, they they came, they were coming through. That dude Seven, the head, uh, the head elf. Yeah, wow. I, I, I was, I was liking, I was liking that dude. He's just like, he's, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm an elf. It's and like, like yeah. damn, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You, you expect something goofy to happen. You expect something. Yeah, I'm an elf. You know, we make toys and drink cookies and say, eat drink cookies. He's like, I'm an elf. We eat sugar. We also got a schedule to keep. What do you want? Yeah, like, Damn, I, <laughs> right. Yo, he was serious. It, I, I, the, um, I forget his name. The, uh, the, uh, the army colonel. Oh, I, 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 I respect that yeah. dude. The whole movie, I think, we're not going <laughs> to like him. We're just waiting for him to do something really screwed up. And then, I like and how then, impressed with the elves he was. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was. He was not a dick. He was just like, you've got like, a very tight operation here. Respect. And, I'm like, and leave it, leave it to the military the man to be impressed by efficiency. <laughs> True. He's like, wow. <laughs> like, He's like, how are you guys going? Twenty minute naps and um, 
and that's how we can 20 minute naps every eight hours that's how we can work 20 a 20 hour work day he's like i didn't and it's like yeah. you can um, tell like the efficiency was like getting him going he was like yes yes imagine if they had those workers like at for the u.s army like i think I think the United States would be untouchable when it comes to war. Well, they also do need the money to keep lights on. Like they clearly they need the money. This is why we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about how does Santa go broke? There's a there's a there's a government subsidy depending on the happiness of children across the country. Does it happen? Like, how, but how did that how did that contract get signed in the first place? Like how do you gauge the happiness uh, of the general society uh, in accordance to whether or not they receive? I think it's goodwill. I think it was yeah. okay. So, so the more, so the more, the more goodwill they feel, the more they spend, and because people aren't spending as much, uh, no, the government's not, not going to pay Santa. No, people were spending. They pay, they pay Santa based on how many presents he delivers. So. If say it was like like think of it this way, like he gets paid like a hundred dollars for every one present that gets under a tree. But if he's not giving out presents because people are being disingenuous or being you know malicious towards each other, and meaning specifically children are yeah. being to each other, like the you know like Billy, um, those snot nosed motherfuckers. Then he doesn't give out as many presents and they don't pay him as much. The fact that they pay him for volume, that was such a terrible deal to have signed. Yeah, that really wasn't <laughs> that... a terrible deal. When he said that, I was like, I, I was like, like what? Look, the kid, if the kids are good, you get paid. But the kids ain't good. That's why I get cold. Yo, also, right. also, what what I want, what I'm, I'm upset they didn't approach and possibly maybe because it was only an hour and a half movie, they would have gone into it if it was longer or like a series is. Santa has access to all this coal. They'll still pay big, big bucks for fossil fuels. That's what fuel. I'm saying. That's the first. Oh well, my I'm, gosh, that's I'm the first like, thing that popped into my head. Coal come from? It's gotta, he's got to have some kind he of. Already doesn't maybe, like working maybe, with. Maybe, maybe it's um, maybe it's because of the diet of the elves. Oh, oh no! Uh, did you just go? Did you just go family uh, uh, Futurama on us with the? Yo, Abby is on fire. <laughs> Okay. They spin today. They spin today. I was thinking about it, and I was like, "That's the only way they could have reasonably like gotten that much coal is like the elves dying." Yo, that adds a new spin to the whole fact, to the whole concept of, "Hey, you are bad, so guess what you get in your Christmas stocking?" Oh. I feel so bad. Even like I feel like I'm not. I feel like this reminds me when I um figured out what Koroksis were in Legend and Breath of the Wild. That's like how I feel right now. Alright, well we're there now. Um I like this movie. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't expect to. I was I was ready to go. Well one, you walk in, yo, Mel Gibson do another thing. Yeah, but like that's, that's, that's always yeah. been the like elephant in the room whenever he does any project it is, is but he's know. been good for a, a while now he's been or at least he's known yeah. to he's yeah, known to he, do this he has to, so. for he a while now that if he keeps doing that mess it, it like because you know there was the first big outburst and then he was quiet for a while and then you know then something else happened and then you know he stopped getting he stopped getting roles again and so he's been quiet for a while again even did that project sponsored by Jodie Foster to help boost his um, Hollywood goodwill again. And so I don't know. Maybe, I'm a nice maybe guy. Learned, maybe he's learned in, I'm, 
I'm going to try not to be critical of him as long as he does not do anything ridiculous in public again. It's, it's yeah, open. I'm going to find some wood to knock on. But Fat Man, right. uh, Fat, Fat Man's a thumbs up for me. Um, yeah, no. This was a surprising one, but I had a good time. It's dark. It is It is. It is raw. Uh, more so than you'd expect this, uh, a movie about Santa Claus to be, but still didn't hate it. I'll recommend it to folks. I might watch it again. I'm probably going to do thumbs up as well. It was a good film. I did enjoy it. I didn't know what to expect going into it, but uh, it was a lot funnier than I thought it would be, so that's definitely a plus. So. Yeah, man. All right. Go, go Gadget, thumbs up. Go, go, get this to All right, and <laughs> Shana. I, I give it a thumbs up, though, Pat. I am so annoyed that you ruined my Christmas embargo this early on. Yeah, now, like I'm gonna kick it over to Abstergo there, looking focused. I'm looking confused. Ready and motivated. All right. Well, sure, motivated. Well, you, I'll you go with us, that one. All right. Well, you let us know what's confused, what's more, more, what's motivating that confusion as you talk about Raji and Ancient Epic. Yes. Okay. The main motivation is my lack of ability to get through the tutorial. No. Um. <laughs> um. I'll get into that. But um, Raji and Ancient Epic is um, an ancient epic, is an action game by uh, this indie developer uh, called Nodding Heads Games, which is based in India, and it's a, um, it's a game that was originally released for the Nintendo Switch back in August, but it was released actually on Windows, PS4, Xbox One on October 15th. Um, the creators were actually influenced by titles like God of War and Dark Souls, uh, and I could see the influence in uh, Raji. Um, yeah, okay. if, so the main story is uh, Ra uh, Raji, an ancient epic, follows a brother and sister, uh, Gowu and Raji, who are part of the circus. Uh, demons attack the circus and take the brother named Golu. Uh, the player he uh, plays as, uh, as Raji, trying to save her younger brother from the demons. And so she's chosen to fight by, uh, she's chosen to fight by the gods to wield sort of their weapon. She's like their mortal, like, it's like, uh, back, uh, going back to like Blood of Zeus, like, uh, Zeus's son is sort of like the main, per like, mortal who's chosen by the gods to fight against the titans. Raji's chosen by the uh, gods to fight against the demons. Oh, yeah, what a mind job. It's just like the gods are like, I choose you, Pikachu. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just trying to have breakfast. Yeah, what are doing oh. <laughs> yeah. so she's, so, um, uh, so the main uh, sort of goal of the game is to save your brother, um, save her brother, and also uh, defeat the, uh, and go off against the demon king, whose name I'm not going to try and pronounce because I don't want to. I don't want to test that. Um, but uh, <laughs> probably very judicious. Uh, yeah, I I'm, I could try, but I don't want to. Um, uh, the video game itself is based on Hindu and um, mythology, mythology uh, from the island of Bali, and I found that really interesting how they incorporated that because. Um, uh, like they have like gods like um, like Vishnu and uh, Shiva and like a bunch of other tales that like I sort of heard the names of before, uh, but I ha didn't really know a lot about. And they incorporate a lot of their sort of stories into this as you play along. And 
So like, um, well, hold up now, not having any foreknowledge of, uh, the culture, will that be at a disadvantage if I want to try this so out? Not no, not necessarily. So like all you really, like the names themselves, like do have meaning if you are like, if you have an understanding of the culture prior, it will likely enhance your um, enjoyment of the game. However, if you do not have that much knowledge of it, it still will be fun. I had very little knowledge of it going into the game itself, and I still had a lot of fun because the uh, storyline was still easy to follow. Like, you're chosen by the gods to defeat the demons. It's a very common trope in a lot of video games. So, like, just having it as part of another culture, like, it's a bit different from what I'm seeing, but it still follows that trope. And it's really good because then like people who aren't accustomed to the names and the sort of backstories of a lot of these people, they do also get a taste of it because throughout the, uh, throughout the story, you get to learn more about both the Hindu mythology and also about like characters within the game. And they, they incorporate it beautifully. The cutscenes that they have are this beautiful style of like, um, like light and dark and like sh they use some sort of like shadow puppets or something. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's, uh, but the art in it is absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, the, it, the videos I saw online, this thing looked yeah, beautiful. The, the art is, is astounding. Like when I was playing it, I was just thinking like, I can't believe like this like game is so well done. And I was looking like, um, through some stuff and it turns out that when they started the Kickstarter for this they only raised about half of what they intended to and so they didn't have all of the money available to them while incorporating this game or creating this game and so like considering how much money they didn't have they managed to create something that's like utterly amazing that I didn't expect to happen uh, and I really did enjoy it uh, or did enjoy it um, Although, um, at the beginning, when I was trying to get through the tutorial, um... Yeah, you told me about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I told Pat about this. Um, but at the beginning, uh, is the tutorial, and sort of part of the story, so you can't skip the tutorial. And that's very difficult when you... <laughs> it's very difficult when you spend about a good half an hour trying on one part of the tutorial to get past it. But I couldn't get past it for the life of me and it was this combination on the controller that i couldn't do yeah, that's not your fault though that's not your fault when they make it so you have to do a sequence of things and, and you get like, yeah, I hate that for a tutorial to do like, yeah and you can't skip it so i had to search up online uh how to do it properly and it turns out that the way i was doing was properly it just wasn't registering and so that was one of the sort of bugs on the game that I really didn't like. I did end up passing it, but after half an hour of like time passing on just this one part of the tutorial. Um, and it's sad because like when I was looking up like other sort of playthroughs of the game, it took people about 12 minutes to make it through the tutorial as a whole. It's not your fault, those people are 12 minutes? <laughs> What? Like, not, like, not like, your fault. They're ninjas. That's all. That's, that's, all, that's, all, like that's, all, that's all. That's all. That's all. Like the, like that's sort of like the main sort of like mechanics are like the first like fifteen minutes, but like the beginning of the game itself, like to make sure like you get all like the special abilities, like those are sort of introduced later, like maybe like, um, 
uh, like maybe like a half an hour after like you're done with the tutorial, those are sort of introduced. Um, but like the game mechanics are really interesting. I got a very much like World of Warcraft type sort of like experience from this because of how sort of like the camera angle was at because I haven't really played like top-down games like this before. Uh, so playing this sort of gave me like I just thought back to like videos I've seen of like League of Legends or World of Warcraft and gave me those vibes. Um, the camera was very far away from the character you're playing as, which made it difficult to see what you were doing. So that at times made it difficult to see like where I was on the map. But overall it was a good game. And I managed to get through it and get to the end. <laughs> you sound like it was such a swap. It's like I just, I just had to power yeah, through, man. I just had to power through. I just had to go through the tutorial, and then everything was a breeze. That was <laughs> right, the so, hardest part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now, as a, as a, as a platformer itself, is this something you found like was there was there like legit challenges that it threw at you, or was it throwing you tedium? You know, was this something that really spoke to you as a gamer? Uh, yeah, it's definitely something that spoke to me as a gamer because. It has a lot of potential uh, and it has sort of like a lot of things that I really enjoy in a game. Like the story was really intriguing as someone who didn't understand or who still doesn't understand entirely like uh, the mythology behind a lot of what the game is about. But like it spoke to me because it sort of made me like really invested in what's going to happen next. Okay. All right. So, so where, where does it fall there? This definitely is... a thumbs up. I do think definitely. it has room for a lot more potential, but I, it's definitely a thumbs up. All right. I'm glad to hear that. I, I was I was a little worried for a second. I, I'm like, it looks beautiful when I checked out videos of it online. And then you came came in like, yeah, and then I couldn't get through the tutorial. I'm just like, <laughs> it oh, is, it that is, could be just. Mm. Yeah. It it definitely like made me rethink. Do I like this game? And I I really said like yes, like. Although the one tutorial made it difficult for me, like, as long as you just sort of be like, I have to get through this, then you can get through it. You just have to believe in yourself as a gamer, and then you can do it. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so anything, anything besides the hellish tutorial that jumped out at you? Um, so, the other thing that jumped out at me was the, uh, the HP bar that they have. Like, the, it's pretty unusual the way that they keep track of HP because instead of having like a bar at the top or like in one of the corners of the screen or above your character, they have it on the ground surrounding your character in this sort of like circle pattern and like it's the circle thing and like the more the more HP you lose, the more the circle sort of falls apart. And that sort of graphic of the HP really grab really grabbed my attention because I haven't really seen any game sort of have that aspects to it and that sort of unusual hp sort of like graphic on the ground really grabbed out and like grabbed my attention and i just hadn't seen anything like it so i just thought i really liked that part of the game nice. <laughs> it's a really part of it but it's something i really liked no that's poignant i do i love when i love when the games do interesting things with the ui that it's just different like you would how you could always have just like a regular bar for health um yeah. none of them will ever be better to me and i know i'm an old fart than in doom when the more you like you get hurt it's not just like well my health was 100 and now it's like you know 43 it's you watch your face get bloodier and bloody yeah. so it's like it's like it's like it's not just like i'm taking hits i feel bad for doom so here you're watching the circle crumble 
All right, so the game is called Rashi and Ancient Epic. Um, you got to try the Xbox One version? Yes, I did. Okay, but it's available for what? Uh, it's available on Xbox One, PS4, uh, Nintendo Switch. You can get it on Windows. Um, it's on Steam. Um, and yeah, those are the places you can get it. All right, good stuff. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now we are going to talk about the comic Hidden Society. This is by Raphael and, excuse me, uh, Raphael Albuquerque and Raphael uh, Scavone. Um, it's now, okay, getting <clears throat> voice in the mode. You ready? <laughs> Hidden from ordinary eyes is a world alongside our own full of deities, demons, and danger. Where magic winds out of a science and dark secrets lie in wait. I'm reading this, I know. <laughs> but Ulu, uh, the last wizard from the Hidden Society, enlists the aid of a blind girl uh, and her demon. Um, a young magician and a cursed bounty hunter in order to stop a group of nihilistic warlocks from awakening the society's, well, they say the greatest nemesis. You know, they they, they, they got to stop some evil baddies. It's, it's the same story all around, but this is a period piece. I like the fact that they said it in the 70s and you get kind of like that, uh, it adds an extra twang to it. And I like when they try to do something different because the overview here is this could have been just the most generic stuff possible. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that's my impression. But Shana, let, 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 let's have you uh, kick this one off here. Well, we start our story in a very dank and, you know, unsavory bar where we meet our first character, Marcy. But after that, we jump over to a new location and start meeting essentially the group of people that will form this evil fighting. But Avengers. I know you have like <laughs> anything to stay away from like the Avengers. Avengers is really a good analogy for this. It's it's um, more it's more like the League of Extraordinary that, Gentlemen, I think. Oh well, you know, I was trying to be nice. I didn't know that. some people might not know that. I, Okay, okay. I know Sean Connery, Sean Connery just died, and you know I didn't want to bring that up too. You're aware, you're aware it was a long running comic before it was that movie, right? Yeah. yeah. I know, but some of our listeners not, might not know that. Uh, it's, no, it's no, no, they, they, they do. They, they do. It's you might not. They do. I know. I know. And right. he's like very he's vocal. Like you, in how much he doesn't like? Saying that Ruby's an anime. Well, oh, okay, stop. Oh, no. stop. Are we Let's... really gonna go into this? Because no, no, I could... no, we are not. Okay, I'm we gonna have to. He is an anime, so we'll, we'll stop there. This this show has a finite amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for these rude plebeians. Please continue. But essentially, after we meet Marcy, we meet the next character. And God, what's her name? Laura, right? The one. Yes, with the... Laura. Laura, you see Laura walking down the street with what looks like her dog, and she gets accosted by ruffians. And I'm like, what? Also, can I say in real life, what kind of people assault a blind person? Like, wow. Bad um, people. It's like, dang. <laughs> but of course, she's not so helpless. And I do like the um the fact that her ability is that she can see the occult. Like, she can't see normal day-to-day -day things, but she can see the unseen worlds. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can um, see, but I can't see. Though so after she, using her demon, fights off her, her would-be assaulters, that's when we first meet our, oh, 
again to belay our Avengers reference, our Nick Fury esque character of the story actually assembling the group. And he and after assembling Marcy, well not not Marcy, sorry, Laura, a boy magician who does not realize he has real magic. <laughs> Yo, didn't he like disappear the uh, the Brooklyn oh, Bridge. Yeah, the Brooklyn Bridge. He was like, he did not know how to bring it back. As one does. As one does. Really, it's just a regular everyday occurrence. So that's Thursday. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It's just a normal Thursday. I mean, like, I, I yawned and the Golden Gate just disappeared. You know. Hey, you know what? If you have that ability and that happens, that is embarrassing. I'm just saying. You know, he was, he was listening yeah, to Justin Bieber earlier. I love that the police were coming for him. Like, he was going to have some sort of explanation for. We're a giant. It's like it's like somehow like. What else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do? So it's just like where's the like like the thing is with the with the Brooklyn Bridge is like there's also the people that were on it. Like maybe they didn't have people on it. Maybe they like yes, one of the one of the most like busiest bridges and one of the busiest cities didn't have people on it spectacle he was putting out you're you're overthinking it man look those people are long and gone you know what i mean the group if i have to i will pick apart everything whether he's like it or not i would i would think it's not that far-fetched to assume that everyone on that bridge were complete dicks and they got what's coming to them yeah, that's possible. Wow. Yeah. All right. So um, after after meeting our wizard friend, we see the group pretty much in its full, and Marcy showing up shortly thereafter, where he hips us to why he needs to get this ragtag team together. Essentially, evil fire, which I can only essentially think of as being a dragon that is somehow underground. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Like yeah, because it showed the eye, and I'm like, I'm done. It's a dragon. So I'm like, dragon, small. So Is this small? <laughs> the wizard dude was a part of a group that helped bind this evil fire dragon, maybe. And essentially, they have to only they can reverse the spell. And a trio of evil, invisible people are now have captured the from the other wizards, except for the one that's gathering the group. And they're after him too, and he's trying to stop them from releasing the great evil. Which I mean, why is there always somebody trying to free the evil? Like, 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 what do you get if the world is destroyed? Please tell me. I I can answer this. So you have an answer for this. Yes. So the reason why the the, I I believe they're called the the Nihil the the I swear I kept reading it as the Nihilist. And I, okay, you said not. See, I was thinking of Nile. Oh, you know, it makes Nile? sense. If that's like Nile's crane from Frasier? That's what I was thinking, yes. Okay. But I will say, it, this is not like one of those stories like, oh, wow, I've never heard this kind of story again. But I will say, I did like the characters. It you, is had, you had Mercy, who was clearly under contract by a devil and forced and had some dark, sad past. You had Laura and her disability allowing her to see what no one else can see. And you had this boy who essentially was 
inheriting power that he did not know how to utilize yet and was put under extreme pressure to learn in a very small amount of time. You know, it always comes down to some sucker who's poorly trained and messes with some stuff. He has no business, no business in this club. I'm saying. Oh, he sounds oh, just like Harry Potter. It did very much feel like the beginning of a story and not like, this was to me, it was like an introduction and I think I they gave a good enough feel of each character without telling you too much about them. And if this is like an on, if this is going to be like an ongoing series, I can see like the setup was interesting enough that yeah. would make me want to, you know, see what came next. And man, do I do love the demon? He's actually my favorite character. What was his name? Like Orcus? Yeah, it's like Orcus or Orcus. That's Orcus, I think. Yeah. Why, 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 why are you feeling him so much specifically? He was just funny. Yeah, he just—he's he, like the comic. That all the things I would say. Yeah, he's the—he's the evil comic release. I don't know. He dropped that like real quick with some actual danger got in the mix. So I'm just like, you know, That's maybe you—maybe you masking something. No, what you got? What you got under the hood there? Yeah, Talk to us. Who hurt you? Just everybody. Just, everybody. A, a lot of people. He's a demon. <laughs> like he—he he said he had like quite a bit of masters, but he said Laura was his favorite, so that's why he tried to make sure. Every time he used his powers, he didn't want to like drain too much of Laura and have one her of, die. One of my uh, favorites, like that sort of dynamic of like the demons sort of warming up to like the person who they're trying to, uh, like trying to like you know annoy. Like I'm a huge fan of Disenchantment, and two of the characters in there are Lucy and Bean, and they sort of have the same relationship as uh, uh, Orcus has with uh, Laura. And just sort of having that dynamic is absolutely hilarious in every like sort of medium that I watch it in or read it in because like it sort of like gives you a sense that like not every bad person is a bad person. Mm. <laughs> That's not like a hashtag. It's a little hashtag. I'm gonna leave that one. All right, but you let me get to okay to be bad. That's yeah. good. It's, it's, good. It's, good it's like a, it's like Wreck It Ralph, like the, no, but like the intervention with like all the evil characters, like, like I am bad, but that's not bad. I forget yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> just because I'm, I'm just because you are a bad guy, does not mean you are a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, if you, you not far. All right. So then, where's everyone falling? Executioner. Where we, we, how you feeling? I I would like to see a little bit more, but I mean I'm I'm interested at least, so I'll give it a thumbs up. But I feel like I would like to see more because that that ending off of four is like, ooh, are you gonna do it? <laughs> so, yeah. and then no. I did like some of the aspects, but yeah. Um, wait, wait, like 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 what then? Don't don't break don't break some oh, stuff. Oh well, I mean. The villains mostly. I feel like I've I've kind of figured it out. They're they're basically trying to take over the world for fashion because they had really nice clothes, right? So if they eliminate all of the other people, they can take control of like their outfits and actually create amazing wardrobes for themselves. It is funny that they all have like a more homogenous style, whereas the group opposing them was very multicultural looking. Right. But if you're gonna be a villain, you got to be stylish. And I feel like being stylish is a good reason to take over the world. And they but, were specifically wait, that, that, fashion. Right. Yes. All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dial nine one and give you a head start, brother. All right, but uh, Shayna, how about you? I give it a thumbs up. Like I think it's a good, I think it's a good start of uh, some kind of journey. Like I would, 
I would be interested to see, you know, further interactions with these characters just because they seemed interesting. I liked a lot of the banter between the characters. So I would I would like to watch it again. And man, I'm cool. It's like I want to see I, I want him to be my personal game. Sit right here. All right. <laughs> okay. I, I think everyone does. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm a thumbs up too. Um honestly, uh it's just one of those stories that it's fun to read and like it's not one of those ones that's gonna like oh god i'm so oh, i'm so messed up on the story i got ah my multi the feels not feel it's just one of those i'm entertained by the story and there's not enough books that just sit there that just let you sit there and take it in and realize this is not a bad time this does not suck it's just something to occupy the time and i'm not hating it i care about what happens next and i'm just like it's gonna it's it's, it's not every day that i sit down and read a comic book where it's like I actually want to turn the page. It's not just that oh, I got to complete this. It's no, let's, let's, let's see where this goes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it doesn't feel like a positive impression, but that actually is because it's one of those ones where I do want to read it, you know? So it's a thumbs up for me. Abby. Oh, oh yeah, 100% a thumbs up. I want to see what happens next tonight. It has a, uh, just has a lot of things that I want to know more about, like, like how just everything about it is really interesting, I guess. <laughs> Especially the fashion. Especially the fashion, yes. The fashion moves. <laughs> All right, so it's called Hidden Society. It's it's for, oh, excuse me, it's by uh, Raphael and Raphael, um, and you can check it out right now. It just released on trade paperback, so that's the issues we got to check out. But now we are going to talk about the Lego Star Wars Holiday ah. Special. Now this is streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, it takes place after the events of um, Rise of Skywalker: The Last Picture, and it's a very non-canonical um star wars holiday special now after getting frustrated with training finn uh because finn as we learned is force sensitive so now he's trying to be a jedi <laughs> yep but um after she's unable to train him effectively and just has kind of a bad session ray decides to abandon her friend's life day celebration and just try to you know head out on her own find some more jedi secrets to make her a better master so she can better train finn i'm gonna leave the subtext of this white girl wanting to be a master to the brother, I'm gonna leave that alone right for, for now. And let's talk about the rest, the rest of the rest of the gang. Uh, like after having been dissed by Ray, uh, they kind of struggle to put together a life day celebration. We watch them trying to plan a party in her absence. Now, um, this I thought was a very interesting endeavor. It's been uh, 42 years since uh, the original Star Wars. Uh, holiday special back in 1978, and this was released on the same day, believe it or not. The only non-canonical Christmas Star Wars special that there is. Well, holiday special, because they're not celebrating Christmas, they're celebrating Life Day. Why does everybody celebrate the Wookiee holiday? I don't know, because they all like Chewbacca. Shayna, what's your impressions on the Lego Star Wars holiday special? I thought it was cute. Like, it, I, I don't think, like, this wasn't well, at the very least, it didn't make me cringe like the original did. Oh, no. I think the thing that this um, special did that the other one couldn't have is it had a point. It had a point. Okay, no, I'm and, and, Shana, and Shana, what was that point? Well, essentially, the lesson of life day, ultimately, it's about togetherness, it's about you know, generations sharing and passing that wisdom one to, you know, one from the other and fraternal relationships are what made the Jedi 
even kind of successful. And I like the way they portrayed that too. This could have gone way left and it was all types, it was just one big minefield that somehow they managed to, 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 to curtail. The Lego movies have been really good about this. And I, that was like the one thing that really gave me faith going into this that okay yeah it's a, it's another holiday special those are never really a thing that you know poses that promises and delivers uh some the the good vibes and they have fun with it there's a lot of references to the uh original 1978 special there's a lot of references to the issues that exist in the star wars franchise both uh original uh the original uh, series and the new uh, movies, there's uh, allusions to the TV shows, different characters, like if you were ever a Star Wars fan, or if you were a Star Wars detractor that knows enough about uh, the Star Wars properties to have references as to why I hate this, or why, yo, my god, this blew my mind as a kid, or some stuff. It's all in there. Yo, man, Ray messed up all the time, let's just fit it that way. She created <laughs> a bunch of paradoxes, she may have created some horrible situations, luckily this is Lego, so none of it really matters, because you know, it's a kid show, happy ending, but honestly, yo, man, like, come on, Ray. I don't know. This this whole holiday special, I got the references. You were, you were, you were absolutely right, but at the same time, it was like, for me, it was just, I liked the original, man. It was funny. It was goofy. It was a question mark in the hands. It, it made you cringe, but it made you think about the holiday spirit of how much would you do for money, and this Lego one did not do that. <laughs> It just made me feel warm and fuzzy about teamwork and, you know, friendship and how even the Sith have that same dynamic as the Jedi, just in their own weird, twisted sort of way. And it made me really think about the rule of two and how it got started. And I thought it was very nice and very sweet. And, you know, just shout out to the Sith. And, and like, we got to really give a special shout out to Anakin Skywalker because he brought the universe to balance to where they're only now two Jedi a piece to train each other. So you know you're right. Like this 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 like they just one way to look at it. Well Pat, I was just couldn't have the whole time looking at you making it an interesting Kermit esque face. <laughs> well I mean you know where I was gonna you I you know where I wanna bring it with this special, but it's like you're right. This this was actually a little bit nicer than the special because it was trying to bring the whole Hey Ray, maybe you shouldn't be too hard on yourself, and I and I thought that as well. Like, I also right. think this is much better for children than that. Oh well, yeah, yes. oh, much better for children. I watched it as a kid and found it funny. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, I wouldn't I wouldn't have liked the original. Um, they had a lot of things where they would hand fist uh, celebrity guest stars, not really have much for them to do. And I didn't get that sense uh, from this one. Everyone that was in there was having fun with the roles. There was mostly the references to the different movies, uh, both past and you know present and the more recent ones, uh, and different different references. Like if you recall, uh, in the original special, that's when we first met. I think maybe the only time we met Chewbacca's family. Chewbacca has a wife. Yeah. He's got a son. His dad's in there. I and, actually like that. That, that and, was a really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it brought family to the life day celebration. They, they they're back in this. They're not like uh, they weren't you know brought to the forefront. They weren't. They, I don't even think they introduced them, but they were there in the big party scene, they which were, also yeah. which also yo which which made it really awkward. Um, y'all remember how um um uh, yes. uh, called? Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, how how Maz uh, uh, Kanata keeps saying Chewbacca is her boyfriend, okay. uh, and in this. Uh, they have a cute little scene where it's like, oh, where's my boyfriend? There's my boyfriend. Ah! And they start taking each other around. But I'm like, yo, but 
but yeah, that's true. Oh, man, that's your, your wife is right there. Yeah, she's I ain't want to say nothing, but you know it's a kids' movie, right? You know, yeah, get it. But it's a kids' movie. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he has a poly. Maybe they have a polyamorous relationship. You don't polyamorous. Know. What a nice way of just saying I'm cheating on you. That's no, such a it's such a it's nice. Not cheating if, if everyone knows. If, yeah, it's not cheating. Ethical non-monogamy, cool, but establish that beforehand. Otherwise, it's just awkward. So we, what we're saying is she's like, where's my boyfriend? The wife is like, so, so we're saying Chewbacca has game, right? So we're saying he spits some words. He has that word play with the words and playing, you know? Yes, he just, he just Chewbacca roars. No, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe that Wookiee cookie's that just that good. But I'm going to give this a thumbs up. I had such a good time watching this and I didn't expect to. You were right about the paradoxes too. She dropped paradoxes left and right and for some reason that really made me happy that was hilarious don't mess with time never mess with time tell that to the avengers no he's doing look and even they created paradoxes he's doing he's doing the he's doing the rick and morty when they had uh when they had key and peel up in there don't mess time don't mess with time man it's either back to the future or it's the history of trunks either way you still don't want to you, you, see, I was going to make a funny reference. You took it to a dark place. Shayna, what do you got? <laughs> I gave it a thumbs up. I honestly, it it, it seems like a, it's a fun, it's a fun time. Um, and I definitely would probably watch it again and probably with my kids. Because it's, they like the other Lego properties. It's goofy. I like it. It has a sweet message. I, there was a part of me that's so bummed that a lot of the celebrities that were in the original um, special have since passed away because I would have loved yeah. like a cameo by like the Arthur or Harvey. Like, yeah, back. That would have that would have like put the cherry on top. But regardless, still a thumbs up. I might if I could see it. All right, Abby. Oh yeah, definitely a thumbs up. Uh, just like it's very kid friendly. So if like any of the watchers have kids, this is definitely the uh, the holiday special I would recommend. I probably would watch it again if I was like babysitting my neighbor's kids or something. Okay, if specifically if you're babysitting, right? you got copies. I, don't know. So I, I like that. All right, and executioner. Man, you know what this this movie. <sighs> Hold on, hold on. It, it gets the thumbs up for the Christmas joy. Oh, and, and, and the life day miracle! And the kids, the kid aspect of the movie. Like, I'll be honest with you, I did like the references to the, to the old special and some of the lore stuff, so I'll give it that. I will say this is a really good Christmas movie to watch, like, you know... Somewhere in the middle, like I would watch Nightmare Before Christmas, then this, then the Grinch, the you know, cleanse my palate. But this is a good Christmas movie, better than you know, Grandma getting ran over by a reindeer, which is gonna play like a hundred fifty thousand times right next to whatever the one with the old man Scrooge. Uh, all right, you know what? It's fair. That's fair. So, uh, yes. so it's uh, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, it's been streaming now on Disney Plus. We had good impressions of it all around. Surprisingly good impressions of it all around. And I think cats enjoy it, dude. Um, except for keep keep just the the, 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 the chewy thing was interesting. Just keep that in mind. But okay. we are out of time. Don't mess with time. We are. Time. That's yep. There is no Diane Carroll scene in this one too, just a heads up. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Yes, that, that would have been wonderful. Oh, no. Okay. okay. We 
want to thank y'all for joining us for the action packed fun filled episode if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com and also do find us online go to the website geek-down.com and you can see all our reviews all our different shows on the whole empire and get a taste of what makes us uh, but also, if you go to villains.wtf, you can see the rest of the shows on the whole villain amalgamated villainy family. And dude, if you like what you hear, throw us a like, subscribe, and you know, catch us on the regular. We are here for you. Until then, I want to thank Abby. Thank you. At least I'm not last this time. Uh, I want to thank Executioner. <laughs> oh man, Christmas sucks. <laughs> wow. I'm getting in my Christmas. I want to thank Shay to Shay. Always nice to be here. <laughs> I want to thank you all mind you until next time be excellent to each other peace don't mess with time or with mel gibson i guess